Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very adventurous episode of the Drywall Podcast. I am your host, Nick Harmon. With us once again, our good friend Sean Ramsden of Brawley's Dad Construction joins us to discuss the success of his podcast. We also talk about podcasting and go back in time when he first became ambassador for Columbia Tools and how that led him to unique social media marketing strategy. But what about this Rocky Mountain adventure? When we looked out the window and saw that, and he was like, I have an in for that, and we should finish it. I think he was joking. And Cam and I, I don't think we're joking about, Okay. yeah, yes, we would like to do that. And then uh, the Gilbert sisters were out there um, with Damien. And then I think it got brought up again. And their response, it sounds like, was a lot like Cam and my response when we heard about it the first time. And when I got back from Illinois, Aaron called and he was like, I think we should do it. So not only do we discuss the great Rocky Mountain adventure in depth, but we also discuss how to build community and how this path has enabled his light to shine. We talk about Fresco Harmony, but more importantly, the sales that go into all of these new concepts. I'm very excited and honored to kick off the 2024 sponsorship series with Columbia Tools as our January and February sponsor. This is the second time Columbia has sponsored the Drywall Podcast, and I'm super grateful to them for that. Stay tuned throughout January for some exciting ice bath giveaways, all culminating into a special Rocky Mountain adventure happening at the end of February, where I'll be interviewing two surprise guests. Columbia Tools is a family-owned and operated business that's been rocking the drywall finishing scene for over four decades. Manufactures commercial-grade tools in Canada using cutting-edge machinery and all North American materials. Catch my two-part interview with Aaron and Elliot of Columbia Tools, episodes 23 and 26, as well as my live interview with Bernie St. James, their dad and founder of Columbia Tools on episode 54. You can also catch this, my full interview with Bernie on our Instagram page. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now you can also watch the entire podcast on our YouTube page. How cool is that? But for now, Sean Ramsden on the 80th episode of the Drywall Podcast, and let's get into it. Doing, man? I'm doing well. Welcome to a special episode of the Drywall Podcast with our good friend Sean Ramson and fellow podcaster with Brawley's Dad Construction on What's the up? Drywall Podcast this time. I love it, man. It's cool being on someone else's. <laughs> you don't have to think about anything. <laughs> I don't think about anything on mine. <laughs> Uh, you and I had talked a little bit about wanting to do another show. We did our oh, first yeah. show before you had your podcast. We did so, our show on oh, the, the Drywall Podcast. This show? I thought you meant Fresco Events. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, this was... Mm -hmm. um, Don't jump this, the gun. 
yeah, like months before, wasn't it? There was something like that. Yeah, probably like a year ago. We'll do some research, mm -hmm. but the this is uh we've had a couple of people reinvited back onto the drywall podcast. You are one of a, a small conglomerate of people that have done double episodes. I think we have uh, Columbia Tools was a two-part. Gloria was mm -hmm. a two-part. Uh, Christy Slade, another yep. one. Uh, we had Christy Slade back on. She's doing great things with the union uh, people. Um, who else? Gloria, you, Columbia. Uh, Kev Kevin Bush is on his fourth episode, so he's had the most now yep. with the Adventures in Drywall. But he's a character, and his episodes are pretty good. So you're in—it's uh, sort of an elitist on the Drywall it. podcast. It's an elitist category of people that I've had back on the show. And the reason that I wanted to have you back on the show was because you're up to very cool things, like yes. some like some of the other influencers that we've had on the show sean's in the last year i want to kind of talk about 2023 and what's happened since you and i've met sure and moving forward into 2024 sort of where we're going because you've got some cool things going on um let's back up a little bit the last time i interviewed you you didn't have a podcast now your podcast has several episodes you finally graduated to doing an the hour you're paying for zoom so now you can do more, you can do more than a half hour which i mean the half hour had its place it was kind of cool you did these little mini you know mini part episodes but yeah. it is nice to, to when you're getting into a conversation to not have it interrupted it's so nice the the nice part and i'll tell you what's happening with now that we're doing that all the episodes are like 2 hours now yeah. where when I was doing the parts, some of them were like three hours, right? But then you kind of had that time to like go to the bathroom, get another drink or do whatever you were going to do. So sure. I think at some point I'll have some sort of a mid break or like a break at the hour point or something just to, just to kind of have that back a little bit. Yeah. I think we're on episode 39 now. And then I did a bunch of Columbia. I did a couple of my own. So we're up there. I got a little bit pissed recently because I saw you were advertising Rip It. I've asked yeah. that guy to be on my podcast like four times. And this is what Me happens. Too, with, this is what happens with Sean and I. So we'll end up, you know, interviewing the same people, little different formats, things like that. But the Rip It guy, he's been tough to wrangle. Like, yeah. what's the deal, dude? We've just kind of started talking like, uh, so he sent me some gloves last year, early. He's year. a, he's a character, super cool guy. And then just recently he's got some new stuff coming down the pipeline. I I, okay. I actually can't talk about it. Good. But, Beautiful. Um, yeah, there's some cool shit going on though, but yeah, I mean, I've been asking him to come on the podcast for like a year, man, because okay. it's just like, what a brand. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's 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 the way that it is. I typically now I'm I'm waiting. Like when I when I talk to people about coming on and then they talk about like I, my immediate question is like are you comfortable with podcasts? Maybe you should be on next podcast. And then you go through all the things and then I just get to talk to them. You know yeah. what I mean? I just get to hang out. I don't have to like cuz I already know. Where'd you come from? What'd you do? How's it going? All that shit. And yeah. it, it's it's over with. And then we just get to hang out. It's a locker room after the show is what I've been calling it. Yeah. I heard that <laughs> you were talking to maybe Gloria about that. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, that was a pretty good episode. I still need to listen to you and Teak. It was really good. Yeah. And um, I think it's just good for the uh, community of drywall, these podcasts, like, right? They like, you get to know people, it networks really well. Um, I did not foresee that. It's brilliant for Fresco. It, like, I mean, the amount of people that know what it is now that you wouldn't have reached prior, like you, you've got everybody that's putting themselves out there that'll come on to a podcast, all the people that want to listen to them, and then all the people that listen just to podcasts, they might not even be yes. on social media. Um, so it's it's been brilliant. And think about that. What's happened in the last year? I'm happy you want to talk about that because this is yeah. crazy. Yeah, we're yeah. going to go. I I, I kind of want to move through. So you doing the podcast, I want to stick on the podcast a little bit. What have you learned? Now, one thing in specifically is your like mic setup mm-hmm. and your earphones. I have a super cheap mic. Do you think it's worth it to get like a more high-end mic? Do you have a high-end mic? This mic's a piece of shit. The, yeah, so mine the- too. The mic itself, the guard, the arm, the attachment piece, I think was 50 bucks. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, but I have been looking into, cause there's been some episodes where I've been quiet. Like when, when I was on with Nate, Nate's was much higher than mine was. So it, it was like, I noticed it. I don't know if everybody else noticed it, but if I got one of these nicer mics, like when you go on to um, like Manny's show, you put the mic like within a fist of where your face is and it only yeah. picks up your voice. It doesn't pick up anything else. So I I don't know. But like how yeah. much money are you going to throw into this before it, you know, it works for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I have a real, you know, it could obviously keep getting better all the time. I don't think people 100%. really appreciate or realize, I know I didn't, what goes into... Uh, doing an interview for a podcast, editing the podcast, launching it on these platforms. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of time to invest. It certainly is the way you do it. (laughs) It's like like beautiful and you got graphics and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, like YMH Studios is where a lot of the comedians are doing theirs out of. And that's what they've done is they've got a crew of people that fully understand inside and out how to create the podcast once they've been recorded and then that's just a service they provide and i mean that would be cool man if 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 you could build a little empire like that like an umbrella to sit under um yeah like if if you know usg i think has off the wall right they have a little podcast called off the wall these little 15 minute snippets I'm coming for you, USG. I want to be on that podcast. I'll take this. Uh, and then same same with walls and ceilings, though. They have these like little 15-minute segments where I don't know. Who am I? You know, it's not like I'm Joe Rogan or anything, but I do know what I like to listen to. And from a totally. podca- podcaster standpoint, like we try to keep it interesting so that we retain the 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 listener's attention. Yeah. This podcast being about you know, Sean Ramson, I'm interested in podcasting. You're one of the few podcasters in this space. We got Pia Drywall. Did you listen to my interview with Pia? I don't think so. And okay. They, and they, they have a podcast? Yeah, he interviewed the the taping queen. He had his podcast before me, like a year before me. Oh, no. So this yeah. is a totally different person. Oh, no, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, well, Sorry, I'll, dude. I'll put the, uh, I'll put the, it's, it's all in like Portuguese. 
well, that's why. What are, you, what are you talking about? I can't read good enough to do the subtitles. It's like uh, Portuguese. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a drywall podcast, though, and it's um, dope, though. Yeah, yeah. Sean and I, uh, Foz, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, the French, the French influence there. You know, you yep, guys did, have this like French he? influence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Walk me through the timeline. So, would you say that it's when you started your podcast that you started to become popular because it seems like you no. you weren't that popular like right when i met I, you you were like you know just this guy coming into csr you were interested in fresco curious about everything now you're like this influential person people are sending you stuff like just sort of walk me through that so i think it comes down to consistency to be honest and the, when i'm talking to people that is in a roundabout way the answer that i'm getting where like i've been doing content for columbia since 2020 um but you know like at the very beginning it was like my mom watching it and then them liking it to be nice (laughs) and then kind of as the next year went on things started to pick up and then in 2022 i guess i kind of got brought on as a um what the ambassador program used to be uh so so they just they'd send me whatever it was for the month and i would do it but i I almost hit every month that year um and then it just it just keeps going right like if so 22 that was before the csr uh training and black friday yeah i think i had something like a thousand followers it might have been sub 1000 by then Okay. Uh, it could it could very well be the podcast helping. I just think it's like a gradual incline, but I don't do any giveaways and I don't do anything that's like like and share. I, I don't want that. Uh, okay. There's a there's this huge tidal wave of headache that comes with saying you have 10,000 followers. Like, I don't care about 10,000 followers. I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, if, if 10,000 people legitimately wanted to see my content and, and be a part of the community, I would fucking love that. Man. Okay. I was talking with Brad, uh, Hannah about this. He was yeah. like, there's more value in somebody having like a thousand quality because you can buy followers. Oh yeah. You see it all the time. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really gone there. <laughs> I don't have very many followers. Uh, so uh, and the giveaway thing is is weird too. Like I don't I'm like the type of salesperson that doesn't want to bug anybody. Like yes. I'll I'll like sneak in there sideways like with like my Fresco Harmony stuff and like my podcasting or giveaways or even sponsorships, but like I don't want to I don't want to stuff it down anybody's throat and I only <laughs> really want to talk about things or companies that I enjoy and right. that are in companies that are being supportive and people that are being supportive and inclusive. If you take a look at how many followers you have and then how many people watch your stories every day or what your liking is or how your DMs are, I'm sure there's a, a thing on there that'll tell you that. But I mean, if you've got 200 people watching your story every day and you've got a thousand followers, that's a 20% engagement which is enormous. If you had a 20% engagement on a 10,000 follower page, that means 2000 people would have to be watching your stuff every day. And good luck with that. Okay. 
right? So what that means is, you know, when you throw a net in the water kind of thing, a, a bigger 100,000 um, followers, right? You know, how many of them are you actually are seeing your stuff? Uh, and right. I, I kind of, I kind of like that where you, you make, there's not very many people on my following that I don't know that I haven't back and forth with at least once Yeah, that, you know what I mean? Like I know all these people and the majority of them, um, I guess recently, not so much. Oh, we, we went to 1500 so quickly. I didn't like, it just kind of happened. So maybe you're right. Maybe the podcast is affecting that a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you got asked to go to Vegas with Aaron. Yes. So that was a big deal. And yeah. I, I, he, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's like sort of a nod in the, in the Columbia, um, you know, world. And why yeah. do you think, that, why do you think that was? I mean, I, he yeah, was, you know, you guys didn't know each other really before that, right? That was the first time you'd met. So I'll tell you two stories. The first one, uh, we're, we're in the hotel room and like, uh, it was adjoined. So we had two separate rooms and there was a door to walk through if you wanted. And, uh, he kind of goes, yeah, my wife was like, do you know this guy? And Aaron's like, no, but Aaron's a pretty big guy. So like, what the hell would he ever worry about? And he kind of looks at me. He's like, I don't know, man, I'm going to have to go for body shots if this goes south. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys, like, did you guys, you guys did or you didn't go and have like a, a tickle fight and a cuddle fest? No, there was a no, big, there big was bear, a, big bear cuddle fest. There was then... none of that. <laughs> I think Aaron's bigger than me, man. I didn't want to start anything like that. You never you guys, know. You guys are both huge, man. They grow them big. They grow yeah. them big up there in Canada. Um, so then, you know, in Aaron's like very nice way, he also was like, you know, and I thought about bringing the Gilbert girls, but then we'd have to get three rooms. And then I also thought about bringing so-and-so. And then I also thought about bringing so-and-so. So I think I was the last on the list to go, to be honest. Um, I, I think he kind of like got stressed out about it and, and he looked at it from a, a point of like, who would be fun to bring. Yeah. And yeah. and then, it, and then it was clear. Right. Um, yeah. but at the same time that we all went down there, the tickets were super expensive and the rooms were like a thousand bucks a night or something stupid because it was ridiculous. They, had, they had that world of concrete or whatever was going on. Like the other oh, yeah. show had 200,000 people go to it. Like our should show we, has like should 10, we talk trash? Should we talk trash about the AWCI? No, no, I want to go. I want to go this year. So we, we'll talk trash <laughs> when we get home, and then they can forget like last time. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, hey, hey! Uh, spoiler alert: They're not going to be listening to this podcast. Like, uh, uh, and I think we've all touched on this since then, where it's the people like us that kind of make and break these things and and we're the ones that are going to use the products and this and that the the, a, the awc is the numbers one what you know what makes sense financially for companies you know that that kind of stuff like who's who's going to carry whose line next year like all yeah. that like i think that's the kind of handshakes that happen at those at those ones yeah it's a corporate it's a it's corporate, corporate. It's super corporate but here is here's the rub though like they're inviting people to come, you know, a thousand dollars for seven hours of floor time for me to wander around and look at these booths with people that don't care. The people yeah. don't, and I'm there trying to, trying to legitimately promote a product. It begs the question, 
how do you promote a product in this space if you're not if you have zero support from you know the larger companies the big entities yeah you see it's kind of the way i look at that so for instance the end of next year fresco's going to explode next year i i can we're like we've got major projects we've got a couple of major projects already it's january 4th like we're we're already kicking the ball down the hill so mm -hmm. then you've got big companies that are going oh we saw this he was at awc last year and that kind yeah. of i in my opinion it's like you went to the same private school you know what i mean like that's that's the way i look at that yeah. stuff was he yeah. was present last year we just didn't see it as opposed to who the fuck is this guy I, I really do think that that's where new companies make um, kind of a presence at those shows. Um, you know, like, well, you're over in England now, too. How did that all come about? Was that was that from the show or was that by your own? They uh, riding the coattails of CSR. So they, oh, a lot okay. of companies, a lot of companies pay attention to what CSR is doing because they are on the cutting edge. Um, you know, Brad saw the value in what I was up to, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, for nothing else, it's like built in for a very small entry fee, you know, of a kiosk, a Fresco Harmony kiosk there, you know, they get to play in this game. We talk, yeah. I talk, I, I promote and talk about CSR all the time that we're giving away swag buckets. They've been tremendously supportive. They're an inclusive company, in other words. So then, you know, GWI just had an awesome talk with Ben about uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Adventure in Swindon. Or, you know, I was yeah. like, hey, hey, no more. Are you, do you have to be scared of taking on a large Fresco Harmony project? Because yeah. we'll go, we'll go there. You've got the owner of the company that'll come there. We'll do a training and we'll make sure it's done perfectly and everybody gets paid and we're able to do that. And you can go do a free training. You know, so I, I think that model really is new. I think that's a new concept that we're we're fleshing out. And I've talked in other podcasts about how that came to be. So we all got to meet at the AWCI yeah. uh, 2023. Yep. And from there, uh, we built like kind of like a, 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 a small community, a fledgling community. We built our own table is crazy. the way I look at Ch it. Chad brought his like crazy buddy down. Oh my the, God. Uh, Chad, Chad and Cam had the Fresco Harmony baseball shirts and we were hanging out with baseball shirts at the Fresco Harmony booth, having a lot of fun. I mean, you know, maybe more so than anybody else, I'm sad to say, but uh uh that was the first time that any of us had met yeah what happens after and aaron also with columbia so what happens after that event the barry ontario opening happened soft opening yeah that was an awesome night yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> We had yeah, a, a good we, day though. It was a good we day. We had a live interview with Brad Hanna from the from the soft opening at the Barry CSR. Um and then we had uh we ended up going to Canada to do a project. Fresco yeah. Harmony had planned a training at the Columbia facility, and we invited uh you and Cam out. Yeah. 
and that turned into like a little thing, like a little. It was amazing. That, no, I think that, nobody showed up, and we and it was amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, but that well, you know, we still we still did it, and you had to do the feature wall at Columbia, anyways, and then we did that whole upstairs of that house yeah. for Aaron's and, parents. Like and, there was a lot of reasons we went. It wasn't a you know flump or anything. Not to say nobody showed up because we had Jeff Schultz of SSB. SSB drywall strategic. I talked to him quite a bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool guy. Solid dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he stood there and he took notes and he watched what I was doing and he was kind of blown away by it. Then he got some product and he went up and he did a wall where, you know, up in Canada. And that's kind of how it starts. It's like this nurturing, this, you know, you really have to nurture this thing. So I think Fresco Harmony is, it's like a weird sort of uh porthole kind of yeah. like a, it's like a gateway drug, you know, into nice. adventures. Into, yeah. Into these like kind of adventures. It's like something kind of cool. It's like a, like a, um, like a caveat to yeah. going and doing. So, uh, so what happens after that? Okay. I just want to say at Christmas, we were talking about the adventures and doing drywall and stuff and getting together with other people. Cause my family was talking about it. And then when I talked about Fresco, I was like, that's kind of the X games of collaborating with people because it's cool and everyone's watching and everyone wants to be a part of it. Um, Anyways, so from there, I think after that was Illinois, right? I had Aaron come down. I had Aaron come back for a ball game, the the grand opening of Barry. Barry. Okay. I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't you weren't there for that. Yeah, and then I think Illinois was the next big thing. And I mean, I would I would consider that to be the biggest thing we did last year outside of Vegas, just because that, you know, you, you're not beating that. Like the It was weird, had, and there was only three people, right? Yeah. There, there was only three people, and it was like kind of the catalyst for like this idea, like this fledgling idea of let's – you know, we we kicked around the idea of a drywall Olympics yep. that that kind of, um, you know, ma- ma- that's still there that I, I don't think that that idea. You know, you could still do an Olympics in a house. It's, so the 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 furthest that that has gotten um, conversation wise is like you'd have to find a hotel or like a, an apartment building or something that yeah. has like 30 units. And then you can, you'd be able to do that, but like to facilitate all of that. And it's, we were talking about dicking around in the back of CSR just to say that we were going to do it. And it like very quickly evolved to like, that it's not big enough. It's, we can't, you can't do it. You have to have like an event space. So if there was like a hotel or something big, you could do that, have different events. If you wanted, you could do whatever you wanted, but yeah, that kind of got put on the back burner. It, It was a cool idea. It still is a cool idea um someone should pitch just... it to someone should actually pitch it to awci and let those guys just run with it or we could for the price of admission we could uh or a booth or whatever we could facilitate a drywall olympics we take that off their plate they provide the space you've got all the drywall people there built in audience boom yeah. and it's helping with uh it's helping with signups for the awci event there would be this massive degenerates that came and then they would yeah. not do it the next year they would be like get out of our that would be party. the goal that would be the that, goal that's the goal 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so there was a job. Aaron was like, oh, we should get a bunch of people maybe to do drywall on this uh, uh, build, this new build. When we looked out the window and saw that, and he was like, I have an in for that and we should finish it. I think he was joking. And Cam and I, I don't think we're joking about, Okay. Uh, yeah, yes, we would like to do that. And then uh, the Gilbert sisters were out there um, with Damien. And then I think it got brought up again. And their response, it sounds like, was a lot like Cam and my response when we heard about it the first time. And when I got back from Illinois, Aaron called and he was like, I think we should do it. Damien is less jointers? Yes. Yeah, he's I think, from France. Yeah. But he, he went out there with the girls. Um, to check everything out they went to like a ice place like they they i think they were yeah they did some cool shit okay they were doing that while we were in illinois or isn't that how that worked i think there was so. like a, a bunch of things going on at once i love okay. this community for that it's not just little blips in the pan it's like it's spreading people it's are doing starting. tons of tons of yeah. shit yeah yeah it's starting you know what it reminds me of is the uh and i, I this is you know, the first time i brought it up to you but in Seattle, when the grunge movement was taking place, a lot of people don't know, but all of those bands were supporting each other before they got popular. They would go uh, to each other's, they would go to the to each other's shows. They would stay with each other. Like Kurt Cobain would put somebody up in his house, or Chris Cornell would, uh, um, you know, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam stayed with Chris Cornell. He didn't have any place to stay when he moved up from California to join Pearl Jam. And they That's all would, they all would go to each other's show and they would support each other and promote each other's bands. And they all sort of grew up together. Um, so that's cool. That's a community. That's a that's community. A community. That, I mean, I think that's... I don't want to say that's what we are doing differently, but that's just what's natural to good people to do. Um, you know, nobody's sitting there going, how am I going to get a leg up by being in this, you know, uh, space with other people? It's it's like, how can we all just help each other and have a good year? Somebody pointed out the other day, I, I was talking to Teak about 2024 and how excited I was for Fresco Harmony and how excited I was for Cam and like ex excited for it. But I, I didn't even mention myself. I like I, I was I'm, yeah. I don't even I don't even think that way. I'm just on a path. Yeah. Right. There's a, I very rarely celebrate stuff as it is, let alone things that haven't happened yet. <laughs> that's, so. I think that's your, that's your superpower though. Um, a little bit. You're inclusive and you're very, um, you know, that's attractive. That's an attractive quality in people. Um, uh, that I, I feel like drywall is opening up. It's cracking open a little bit more, but this is tends to be an industry of very hard hardened, yeah. you know, uh, stubborn sort of inclusive, uh, <laughs> or exclusive, you know, like type of personalities that maybe are threatened by anything different or the word love. Like, it's like, don't want to be vulnerable. Um, it, it, it was a different thing too, back then though. Right. Like I would have a very different opinion if I was being paid 20 cents a board foot to tape. If somebody was in there trying to talk to me or like get a hold of me or things like that, like you would hate your job. You wouldn't want to make a community around it. it. You know, it was nothing but problems and headaches. People were getting beat down on price all over the place. Like yeah. 
that's what these guys came from. You know, the guy teaching them was swatting at them when they were doing something wrong. Right. So now from all of that, you know, you've got these people now that are making real good money doing it. We're very good at it. It's, it's fun. Right. Like, um, the first time Cullen was on the podcast at the end of it, he's like, it's just so great to be able to, you know, talk to somebody about drywall. And it's like, yeah, yeah man, well, I, I, I don't know why it hasn't been like that, but I think it's because, you know, work sucks or whatever. And that yeah. was the, it was a job before, like I choose to do this. I'd make way more money doing other shit, but it, it's why, why it's not fun. You, you wake up every day, you hate your job. It, you bring that home with you, right. Yeah. It affects your relationships. No, yeah. you have, have fun, build, build a, a table, have fun yeah. there. It was so frustrating uh, uh, um, promoting and marketing Fresco Harmony before the podcast. I never got to talk about drywall. It was always like trying to talk about this new thing. Nobody wanted to hear about it. And uh, it was like... Everyone's eyes roll when you start talking about well, it. You like, get into what the fuck? Would, you know, some people would be interested. You get into these conversations, and the conversations would just stray all over the place with texture, and you know what level to finish to, and drywall, and um, it was just so cool to crack into that uh, mm-hmm. Pandora's box of you know going back to my roots of drywall. It's very cool. Now all of a sudden I get to use all of the knowledge that I obtained in a very short period of time and talk about running the bazooka and the boxes and all of the new stuff that has come into focus in the industry, smoothing blades and uh, the technology changes with uh, semi-automatic and automatic tools. So cool. You know, Um, it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it felt like skateboarding in high school where it was just the coolest thing and anybody can do it. If you had the right attitude, you'd flourish. I, I think that's what the industry is now, but we're getting into a space now where you're either going to be making like 30 or 40 cents, or you're going to be making like $2. I see that in the next 10 years where you are just going to be like brought in garbage to do mass production because nobody cares or we need you to really care and we're going to pay you to really care. Um, and I think there's going to be a huge dividing line between the two of them in the next, in yeah, I bet it won't even take 10 years because huh. like we have guys falling off like crazy. Um, I worked with a guy this year that's like 70 and he's, he's t- finishing houses every day. He's got 50 years experience. How long is he going to do that for? Right. And then when he's yeah. gone, you know, all the typically, you know, if they haven't taught someone, all of that's gone. If they've taught one or two people, that's different. But th- th- I think there's a lot of older guys that just aren't, they they just don't want to teach this new generation because this new generation, man, has got to figure shit out too. Like it just, just showing up to work is, is, a, is a, something to be praised for. I think that's insane. Let's, let's, um, let's shift directions a little bit, yeah. go back to the great Rocky mountain adventure. So we have an adventure in Illinois we have a lot of fun. There's a lot of social mm-hmm. media uh, energy. We're doing fresco. That's unique content. As you said before, it's sort of like different than running the box or another video about running the bazooka or something. It's colored mud. You know, we're having fun. We're throwing color in the mud. It looks beautiful. We're doing a cool space. There's really good uh, content. All of a sudden, um, 
this Rocky Mountain adventure comes into focus. Now, what is your your role as uh, your sort of the organizer uh, of yeah. this event? So talk to me about that. Is that that's something you want to do? You want to duplicate this model? How do, how does that look with the Rocky Mountain Adventure? Like take me th- through it. So yeah, I think in those p- preliminary conversations about it, um, like Aaron's not going to manage the whole site. Like that's way too much to ask from somebody. Yeah. Um, so it was like, can we get a team lead? And then obviously anytime that that's wanted, I'm in. Uh, I'm good at it. And then it was like, okay, well, you know, what do we think about the, uh, what we're going to do? Well, let's implement Fresco. Well, what's Fresco? Okay. So now you're talking to the builder. Now we're talking to the designer. Um, and, and that started to evolve. So all the back end stuff that's happening, I'm a part of like in the thick of all of that, uh, and I have been having a weekly meeting since this started of progression, what's happening next week, how, you know, how should you attack that? How I would attack that. Okay. And you know, this is roughly two months. Yeah. If that, yeah. Yeah. I guess two months, eh? It was October, end of October. Um, but now, like we've got, um, because of who's involved with it, we reached out to Trimtex and just said, "Hey, okay. we're going to uh, get a bunch of content here." And you know, the girls and you already have a thing. Well, you uh, you reach out. Don't be modest. Yeah. You reach yeah. out to Trimtex. You've done some. You've done some legwork to pull in some sponsorship. So Trimtex is one of them. Why Trimtex? Uh, well, they're the, they're the Cadillac, right? That's sure. in my opinion, Trimtex is is what I use because it's good. Um, and it, typically, if I'm fighting with something and I look at it and and it's not Trimtex, you're like, yeah, well, that's why. Um, but also, you know, they metal, have this specialty bead also. So you're the, you're you're looking to do some specialty bead as well, right? Well, and I just walked out of that house that we did like two thousand linear feet of shadow bead. Like, why would you not use? shadow beat around your windows and your door so cool. frames like it's and and trim is stupid man like I, I did you did you see that video i sent you of a dc2 up in napa valley with the shadow beat around the door that yes smoking right <laughs> like that those guys are good and but that's what i mean it's a you know there's six bucks a piece or something and you know it's not a big deal to install specialty beads and I just don't see it everywhere and I don't understand. Like it's this goes back to that sales thing again that you keep talking about. Like the yep. fresco doesn't sell itself. No shit. Nothing does nothing else does. Right? Buttboard doesn't sell itself either. Like you either take the loss on it or you say, "Hey, I've got a product here that is better for your home and it's better for me to install and then you add it to the bill. You don't just eat that, you sell it." Um, yeah, yes. you know, tr- tr- trim text is another thing like that. Like, what do you, are you having square corners? Cause that's all, you know, or is that something the, you've decided? The and designer like, and the know. the builder, they don't even know about specialty corner bead or shadow bead or the, and the drywall guy ain't selling it. And then trim text is like, too much why, is, why isn't this product selling? It's like, well, your, your community isn't selling it. The, the, the major element of what I talked to about with Fresco Harmony is sales is how yep. to sell it to other people. Like if you're not selling it, you know, ice rock will go, Oh, it doesn't sell in Northeast, you know? And it's like, well, it didn't sell in Albuquerque until I started selling it. 
Like and I did two houses back to back. I sent you the video, all specialty corner bead. Se yeah. Two. The only two houses I've ever uh sub I've ever done hang finish and fresco on all have step bowl mm -hmm. and reveal bead, decorative reveal bead. Why? Because it's cool. I showed a little sample to the homeowner and they're like, yes, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, when I think when people hear you got to sell the fresco, they're going to go, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't sell it in in a traditional way, I guess, like a like a vacuum salesman. But when you see something like Cullen, for instance, sent me a video yesterday of this basement that a homeowner has um, like a thousand butt joints and like every piece of scrap is in the wall and he's taped it himself. Nice. Uh, and I'm like, that needs to be fresh. Yeah. Oh, he showed me, dude. He's like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't bueno, you know? Um, yeah. But the answer there is you fresco it. Yeah. And or it, even and it, and it looks use, cool. use the same technique as fresco. You do the heavy base coat, do a tight second coat. You're going to have to bury those butts and bands. You're going to spend as much time floating out those butts and bands as you would just burying the wall with mud. Yeah. May Same. as well just bury the wall. Make sure your uh, tape doesn't have blisters and bury that wall with mud. Yeah. Um, same with that last Illinois job. When we were down there, uh, we're looking at a an old, like a fireplace vent or something, like a stack. And it's all beat up and it's like brick and cement. And, and she's like, what are we going to do here? Oh, we'll board it. Like, how are you going to board to that, man? You're going to glue it. You're going to like... Mm -hmm try and tap con to it it's going to fall apart because it's 150 years old i was like skim it with 90 and then yep. fresco it and she yep. was like oh you can just go over stuff and because we had that conversation we hopped in the car drove down the road and there's an entire house we're going to do that has a little bit of wood a little bit of this a little bit of that wallpaper and it's, it just yep. makes sense to do it and and it's not like you're pitching it and you're a snake oils salesman you're just letting people know that it's available it's easier it's faster it's cheaper yeah. there's no dust like there's a million reasons to do it yeah um yeah so i just mean when we're talking sales like just talk about it do it go do some and you'll see where it goes like well going uh, go, going back to sorry sorry going yeah, back yeah, to yeah, yeah. uh the, that. <laughs> that's okay going back to the trim tags though you wrangled yeah. those guys and then yep. who, what other sponsors are we looking at and then i want to um give a shout out to the the crew the list of yeah. And why you chose a couple of questions here, why you sort of put together this team as you did. So um, we got Trimtex involved. They're going to send a multimedia person out. Like it's it, it, it weird. It's a great relationship that the girls have with them. Uh, so they were like, yeah, we're in. And then I had a Zoom meeting with them and they were like, we're not only in, we're going to give you all your butt board and like, okay. they, they, they're they contributing a, a yeah. considerable amount now to the, to the site. But on the okay. same hand, they're sending a multimedia person out to get tons of content for them, right? Smart. It just makes sense. So um, then Cam is the new USG guy. Um, right. So he's doing content for them and all kinds of stuff. So we were like, maybe let USG know if they want to send a multimedia person out. And that evolved into we're being comped a whole bunch of stuff from them. Okay. Um, and then again, CSR, like Brad's coming out. He's going to come out for a couple oh. of days. He's going to cook <laughs> us dinner and like, he's a hell of a guy, but he's yeah. like, as I come out, cause my, my next problem was, 
um, I need to get a hold of a Festool rep to see if we can get a demo unit out there because we're not shipping Festool vacuums all over the place for the site, right? Like somebody's going to have one. And so Brad's bringing us a Merca and um, nice. they, they're taking care of them and Wallboard are taking care of all cool. the things that we're going to need out there, stilts and Oh, and, cool. and and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then so obviously, shout out, shout out to Wallboard and CSR yeah. also. Yeah, and then and I mean, I think those are going to be good relationships moving forward too. Like, um, I wish I could do more for CSR just because I, I think they they know what's going on. They're doing it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that was it for sponsorship. So. Yeah. What do these guys get for sponsoring? And then we'll get into the team. Uh, you know, what, what is, what's the benefit? Not like you and I know, but tell our listeners, like what would be the benefit for companies like CSR, Trimtex, USG to get involved, send a media person. Why is that important? So that all happened super naturally and it all happened very quickly. So it wasn't like a big pitch about what everybody's going to get. And, 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 and that that's not the way that I approached it at all. Uh, it just kind of evolved into what it is. But I mean, for a company like Trimtex, you can get probably six months of videos out of one site. You send somebody for three days, like we're, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Um, and you've got, and you've got four, five, six, different influencers uh, uh, influencers yeah and that's what i mean like you can you can and when i say that much content like you're not going to dump it all at once either so you've got me and teak and every well we'll get into the team but i mean the whole team is there and we're all competent and we all know what we're doing with the products so why would you not have all of us use the products on film that you're filming that you own right what does that what does that cost like and i mean i've dipped my i've dipped my toe in that what does things cost from a from a big marketing standpoint? And it is astronomical. Like you almost wouldn't believe it. Um, like especially when you get into people that have managers and and things like that. Like you're you're 10k sometimes. Like it's that's big numbers. Um, okay. So and then I you mean, were gonna I, you were gonna reveal the team name on this episode of the Drywall Podcast. What do you mean? What's the team name? The Rocky Mountain Adventure. The Great Rocky Mountain Adventure. That's the adventure. What's the name of the team? I don't know. I don't know. I'll let someone else pick the name of the team. They can do it. The snake, o- the snake Oilers. The, the Snake Oilers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, what do you, it, it's hard to say. I like to be a shithead, but like that is. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. what that is. And we like it. We all we all chirp too. I love it. I I do a uh, I run a podcast. I started a product, and I'm a big like idiot too. Just you know, I mean, that's the fun of it. The the (laughs) the difference is there is I think we're all very accomplished people, but we're a hundred percent being ourselves. There's nobody yes. with a fucking yes. mask on. You know what I mean? And so I think that's why we all get along. Teak and I talked about that, where it was like, go find six random people from the internet and, and have them all do a project together and have it not be a nightmare. Good good luck. Well, and we haven't done the project yet. And maybe there'll be like some drama, like, uh, hey, you know, like, like if we have like boy-girl drama or something, or if like... You know, and I know Aaron's a, Aaron might be a little bit nervous about this, but I'm kind of like, hey, man, this is like maybe the next drywall reality TV show. Um, you know, you got like a little camera 
like like mic them up when they're talking bad about you know yeah like one of the gilbert girls is talking bad about cam they're they're both in the other room she's like Anyways. talking to her friend you're like you're videoing <laughs> so um when we got when we took a look at that first house uh that was kind of like the oh my god this is like a reality show now where the yeah. like i think that first house housed 26 people or something the six of us were gonna live in it yeah yeah <sighs> but anyways um and we got dan yeah. we, you know we got we got the thumb on danny moody we can pull in like you know the amazing race you you listen to his episode he's got like connections to fill there we have the next yep. like this crazy drywall reality show like how fun would that be people so be that, like drywall reality they just watch it for the name so that is kind of the idea of that tour bus is you would like have a a film guy that was going to follow you around and like you'd go to somebody's site help them work for a couple of days go have a big meal and a podcast and move on down the road and just like you know um i i that is on the plan Okay. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but that is something that is going to come to fruition eventually. Okay, um, so so specifically the team on this uh, yeah. on the great uh, on the the Great Rocky Mountain Adventure in Surrey. How did this particular team come to be? You wanted some girls, you wanted some boys. Not even like that. That's not even how it happened. It, okay. We'd um, so when we went out west, Cam and I looked at each other and we were like, we need to to do more of this and then when we went to illinois cam was like we can't do this without each other now like we're we're the fucking team um okay. so i mean uh trim text talked about having us come down there this year and my response was if cam can come i'm in um okay. and and i think that's the, the vice versa impression there so i i think cam and i are, are in, inseparable with these things so right away he was in okay. um uh chad was in you know chad's underrated i, I yeah. think if, if if he was putting his uh work out there as much as the rest of us he'd be a popular fellow he's yeah he's really good finisher like he's, a, he's an incredible hand yeah. finisher and, yeah. and his, then he's his very attention good to with details. the machines yeah. it's yeah and yeah. i mean some of this like if you saw that last post where um he did that whole house in trim text by himself and then did the, that those two huge fresco things with that big pendant like it's no nobody here's doing that yeah that's he's 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 good you know the master of that um and then you know the gilbert girls were in right away before anything even got started and while we were in illinois teak was like listen next thing that happens i'm coming <laughs> to that and okay. and when she said that we we were all fucking stoked we we're oh, like yeah. ah, this, that, that'd be awesome and then we thought it was going to be in toronto um and then there was kind of a bummer when that didn't happen but then she was the she was the first person outside of cam that i messaged uh okay. just because i was like we got one right we're we're doing it okay um so then the team just fell into place like it it uh, nobody was picked i think we just all fell into place it was uh that's why that you know that avengers thing that i made was hilarious but that's kind of how it happened you just found a bunch of really good people from all over the place and they all were like yeah man i'm in i'll do that shit um the drywall that... wait the drywall adventures yeah i don't know we'll the have to the... figure we'll, we'll have to figure it out man the the amount of laughs that we got over me putting, <laughs> using the word hero i've used it a few times now and people fucking think that's hilarious 
Because it is. This yeah. is all about being obnoxious. Yeah. You could be um, like like everybody needs a drywall hero and then do like a right. little video of people doing everything. In the event everyone uh, should have a drywall hero. My cousin and I, when I started the business, our like all the posts where we would like drive up to each other's sites, we had the Avengers like music playing and like all kinds of shit. We call him Cap because like that is who he is. Um, so it, nice. to be able to kind of implement that and everyone not say you're stupid was fun. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, a lot of people, I reached out to a lot of people, um, about like coming, coming down for the day and there were lots of yeses. Uh, but then how many, how many people are you going to have on a site? Like how many people are you going to have there? Like if, if we, okay, invite- well that, that brings me to my next question. What's the cap, uh, no pun on on in, on inviting you know drywallers is their list how can we how can we include drywall finishers people that want to be a part of a, a cool adventure with other cool influencers do they have to be influencers there's a lot of questions um i i'm like just inclined to be like we'll reach out to sean yeah let's let's keep you know how do we grow this team or well, or group as it were to include everybody still be fun and make it accessible so uh, right off the bat there's a lot of accountability that comes with bringing in somebody like me because everything i do is on my stories every day good or bad and like when, when we fuck something up you have to fix it because that's it's your integrity so you know, the, there's a huge bonus in bringing in people like that. And these sites have been really cool because they've fallen into our laps, right? Like Chad needed help. I was there to help. And then we turned it into something, you know, Hish needs a house done. Um, you know, we're, we've turned it into something, but okay. You know, if, for instance, this house is 30,000 board feet, there's going to be, I'm guessing 5,000 board feet in fresco, at least I would guess don't right. Well, and I mean, I think people shy away from going from collaborating because, for instance, okay, so I was saying 30,000 board foot house, right? How long would that take you in a in a person like for the people listening? So you've been able to quote a 30,000 board foot house and you're going to come in with a quote that's probably reasonable cash wise was going to take you a month or it's going to take you three weeks. We're going to be done this in a week. So what are we talking about here? Like how much money do you need to make in a week? Um, so you bring in a bunch of people. Yes. You got to fly them in. Yes. You got to get accommodations, but with, uh, an Airbnb, that's like $40 a day for a couple of people to stay in an Airbnb as opposed to $300 a night in a hotel. So it's, it starts to make sense. But what that allows is anybody can get a hold of us and go, we've got a big house. We've got a contract in place. Um, we've got a, a good relationship with the builder like you got to make sure it's going to be a win yeah and then and then you make a team and you fly people in you pick whoever you want if they tell you no there's more people like you you figure it out and then when they're doing that there's a little bit of excitement from the builder because holy shit we're flying people in for this yeah and we're some of the best at fresco harmony do you know what that is no so let's show you and then they go well holy shit and this is cheap and like it's a snowball Right. So it's not like this is something that's excluding anybody. This is just, you know, find a project, reach out, let's do it. Okay. 
All right. So yeah, we can go anywhere. And I had an hour long conversation with Ben GWI in England. Uh, that's on the list. Dude. That's on the list this year, but I don't know if it's. He's like, happen. he's like, oh, all right, all right. I'll find, I'll find somebody. Yeah. You know? He's like, he's geared up because he likes the fresco. He's, he's, you know, it's challenging to market promote. We we're talking about how CSR market markets mm-hmm. and promotes it. He's talking about marketing and promoting. I'm like, find a job. Here's your sales points. You've got the people coming in. We can do it. There's no job too big. We'll put together a team, come over, we'll knock it out. There'll be a lot of social media influence around it and everybody wins. It's um, it's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, the other part of that is you're not adding to a scope by a substantial amount because whatever, like that, the surface has to be painted. It has to be finished. It has to be painted in an, in an average house. So you have money there where when you're not painting, mm-hmm. you can fresco. It's the same thing. Like if you're doing plaster, it's a different story. You've got to finish it to a higher quality. You've got to prime it with the correct primers, however many times you do that. And then on top of all of that extra cost, you have to buy and then have somebody install the plaster. So what I think people are thrown off when they look at a textured wall of fresco and you tell them that it's as cheap as painting or a little or close. Um, because typically something like that is, it's a big undertaking. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. if you want to pl- plaster walls in a hallway, well, you know, sit down before you read your quote. Well, people, you know, I, and I mean, <laughs> you, but you that's, I mean? that's one of the challenges to selling frescoes that people have a preconceived, uh, misconception of plaster, quote unquote, yep. you've got paint and texture, super cheap. You've got. Uh, in the stratosphere plaster, which is ultra expensive, I can do an accent wall. So I yeah. can either do an accent wall in this finish, or I can, the, there's only one way to finish a whole house, level five or texture, right? Yeah. And paint. Well, fresco is like now, it's another option. It's one other option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the misconception. It's not plaster. It's not, yeah. we're, we're not going in and doing this laborious, uh, high-priced plaster. This is... Do pla- pick a wall and do some marble finish that takes you, you know, six, seven days to do and do the rest of the house in fresco harmony because it's easy to do. Not, you know, oh, fresco is going to take all the it's like, well, you, you know, it's so laborious and challenging yeah. to do tons of square footage in plaster that, well, now there's a way where you get that look you know, fast and efficiently do the whole house. We can do the whole house. It's we can. Uh-huh. So when I had the conversation with the designer the first time, she went on my page and took a look at some of my stuff before we talked. And she was like, all this plaster work that you're doing looks awesome. And I was like, it's actually not. It's fresco. And I talked to her about it and she got very excited about it. And I said, but listen, you're probably not going to get that like tile finish out of fresco harmony is just not what it is and she went oh that's not what i want i don't want that shiny glass finish i want subtle walls with texture that are smooth when you touch them and i was like that's exactly what fresco harmony is so i i would imagine moving forward she's not going to use plaster again because why would you 
uh, unless it's, you want something very specific. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I think it works great in an accent wall scenario. It does. I yeah. think it's fantastic and it looks beautiful. No, no, yeah. you know, nothing against Venetian plaster. It's very expensive and it's very time consuming. These 100%. are these are sales challenges and it's impossible to patch. Like, yeah. I don't care. You know, if you're if you're touting plasters, even Fresco Harmony, it's challenging to patch anytime you're dealing with a multi colored surface, you know, but to re-skim a wall and refinish a wall is nothing with Fresco Harmony. You're just mixing up a batch. It's gravy. Well, and I mean, so I go in to do that Christmas video in the CSR lunchroom and where the door swings open, there is like a this big hole in my fucking Fresco wall. Yeah. You know, where it got smashed in. And so, you know, whenever I have some time, I'm going to make a, a patch video. Look how easy yeah. it is. Is that you the Galtiero steel? Yeah. So the darker colors are going to be a little bit more challenging. You can do I'm just the patch. Gonna redo it. Do the patch in the Galtiero steel, though. You don't have to do it. Why do it in white mud? Make the patch bigger. You yeah. tape it. Tape it with the Galtiero steel, fibrofuse. Do one coat and then skim the whole wall. Seal yeah. the whole wall. Gone. And yeah. I mean, th that might sound expensive, but I mean, that will be $60 in product. To fix and it you you properly. would have to repaint the wall anyways if it's level oh, yeah. five. You'd have to skim out the. I mean, it's a pain to to skim out a large three foot patch in yeah. level five. You're always going to see it, you yeah. know. And then you have to repaint the entire wall anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm going to install a doorstop, which is an invention <laughs> that they came up with a little while ago. They have, Maybe, you, you know, know what. They have, and I've ran into this too, my friend. Uh, I've I've patched many a door, many a door, and so yeah, you can put a two by four in there until until you get a doorstop. But they have doorstops that go in your uh, in the hinge. Those are really nice. Oh, that's dope. And, yeah, like that. It like it's a little it's a little rocker, and it goes right in the uh, right in the hinge, and it okay. just and you can so it adjust only opens it. so far. Yeah, you can adjust it however wide or far you want the door to open and it just automatically stops. Yeah. Brilliant. Perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> or you get one of those round ones, you match paint it and just stick it right over the hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell people like, Hey, if you don't want to pay for me to patch it, get one of those round wall stickers and just yeah. stick it right over the hole where the, where the door would hit done. It's perfect. Ma match paint. It. Yeah. Yeah, just get a kick me sticker and just put it there. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, and at CSR, no less. It's like, come on, guys. Take oh, it's care a lunchroom. Take care it, of your walls. No, I think Brad Brad wanted to revamp that lunchroom. They made it way bigger. It is beautiful in there now. They redid the floors. They had the fresco finish. But, you know, these are just people, right? You banged into the door by accident or something. Like, it's... Yeah. I... I, I I think it would be ludicrous to give a bunch of people a lunchroom and go, now fucking take care of this, you know? Yeah. We're, we're only going to give you one or whatever. Yeah. They might um, need like a trim text, like a trim text chair rail around oh, yeah. there and there. Um, and if you want to see pictures of this particular lunchroom, you can yep. go to Sean Ramsden's page, Brawley's Dad Construction on Instagram. Yeah. You also post a lot on Facebook. You're on. It's copy paste. It's just it's a copy, copy paste. paste. Okay. Yeah. And then do you do a lot with TikTok? 
So last year we did, and I think I'm going to get back onto it just because it is kind of the growth yeah. platform, but I think I'm going to get onto it as the podcast. Like okay. I, I don't, you know, it's, I'm not, I don't know. So I, you're I looking, are you looking to start a, a brand specific Brawley's yes. Dad podcast page? Yeah. Or, on, all pages. On everything. Yeah, okay. and then and then we're just gonna grow that all the shit. If if somebody wants to, sure. um, I'm gonna have somebody else take care of it though, because I you know just just do it and and grow it. And then when somebody wants to be a shithead on there, let them. Like nobody's reading it anyways. Um, you know they can we can do giveaways on that. We can do collabs okay. on that with companies. Okay. And then it's also a little bit stepped back from my everyday saying fuck a hundred times like. You know, you could you could promote it a little bit better to a company. It's it's okay. not just my face; it's the brand. Um, so I think that that's going to be a good thing for next year, but we'll see. Okay, it's and... I've been trying to get her out to dinner for like four months now. I just don't have time. Um, Who's that? Uh, so uh, Jules, that used to work for CSR. If you ever did any back and forth okay. with CSR, it was her. Yeah. Um, so, so she knows everybody. She's fantastic. Uh, we get okay. along really well. Okay. Um, but that I, I kind of had that thought process of like, I need to find a Jamie, like Rogan's got Jamie. Um, and then eventually if it gets big enough and I get a, a space for it, you know, she, she could be there while we do it, you know, pulling stuff up or whatever. But again, that's okay. another pretty big pipe dream. I like it. I like, I like that you, I like that you dream big, Sean. That's cool, oh, buddy. I got plans, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I, yeah. I think there needs to be more of that in this world. Uh, Brawley's dad construction. You can listen to on Podbean, Spotify. What else are you on? Uh, YouTube, uh, Samsung, like there's a couple of them. Uh, I've got okay. to figure out how to get back onto Apple podcasts. It's I tried to, I guess I, Again, this is, you know, it's a lot it's a lot more challenging than you'd think. So Sean and I both work very hard at uh, bringing you new uh, cool content. And uh, it's important to us that we do that. And um, it was important for me to have this update with Sean because you're up to all this cool stuff and the Rocky yeah, Mountain man. Adventure. And uh, there's going to be... You know, maybe we'll do a follow-up uh, interview as well after the Rocky Mountain Adventure because uh, I think this is going to be paramount uh, in the evolution of this team, yep. this concept. And I love that but, it's just it's it's a like a piece of clay being molded. Nobody really knows. We've got a small gaggle of drywallers. We're gonna get them together in one place. We're gonna finish a house. Hopefully yeah. we're going to have a lot of fun and there won't be any fighting. Yeah, there won't be. There won't be. <laughs> no. they, and I, I've uh, I've gotten a hold of everybody individually too to have a little bit of a conversation of just, you know, where are you at? Do you have any thoughts? I want to make sure everybody's heard. Like taking the reins as a leader doesn't mean that we're not a team. So I just wanted to make that super clear to everybody. I'm just right. doing the stuff nobody else wants to do because uh, I'm good at it. That's, that's yeah. we can have a fake fight and we can film it. We could always I have a fake. We could have a fake fight. I think we should. I yeah. think we should. Aaron was pretty worried about it. So I think we should yeah. fabricate some issues and just give yeah. him a little bit of a heart we attack. Will. I think we will yeah. should be like, Teak, Teak's so mad at you right now. Aaron. <laughs> what did I do? 
Uh, cool. Sean Ramsden, Brawley's Dad Construction, once again on the Drywall Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. You're a busy man. Shout out to Columbia Tools for sponsoring the months of January and February and the Drywall Podcast. Those guys have been huge supporters of the podcast. We appreciate them for that. And uh, yeah, man. Awesome. Any, any, uh, wait, do you have a, uh, do you have a pearl of wisdom for this episode? Huh. Dream big, dream big. This is a good one. Dream big. I mean, uh, I, I brought up with Gloria the other day. Um, it hasn't dropped yet, but it, it Arnold's, uh, five rules. You okay. got me through a bunch of shit earlier on and it okay. was like, ha- have a clear vision. Okay. Avoid the naysayers. Work your ass off. Um, I don't know what the fourth one is, but give back, uh, trust yourself and give back. So like you do those things. If you, if you do those things, you will do better in life in every aspect of your life. Have a vision of where you're going. Don't listen to the people that talk shit about it. Trust yourself and then work your ass off. And then, uh, the, the back of your shirt has a pretty good, uh, saying on it, the back of the Brawley's dad shirt. Can you repeat that to me? So uh, through my stories, I started saying it and it's turned into our brand of be humble, treat everyone the same and do your fucking job. That's on all of our branded gear. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Sir, we will be in touch uh, very soon. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. You too, brother, man. All right, man. Keep drywalling. Keep let's keep drywalling. (laughs) Bye. I stole it. Shout out to Sean Ramsden for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. As always, I appreciate your time and your knowledge. Thank you so much. Also, I would like to give a warm shout out to our sponsors for the month of January and February, Columbia Tools. They don't just walk the walk or talk the talk. At Columbia, customer satisfaction is their battle cry. Their top priority is giving you a great A experience from start to finish. Got a question? Got a concern? They're ready to tackle all of those head on by email or phone or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever method you want to use to get a hold of them. And be sure to check out their YouTube channel with super detailed how to videos. Their maintenance videos are the secret sauce and those videos will keep your tools in prime condition. Curious about being a sponsor on the Drywall Podcast? You can reach out to me directly at info at frescoharmony.com or call me 505-400-9313. I would love to discuss the sponsorship possibilities. Also, if you're looking to tell your story to the drywall community, feel free to reach out to me as well. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a sweet swag bucket from our friends over at CSR just for coming and sharing their experience on the show. How cool is that? Thank you all so much for joining Sean and I on today's episode of the Drywall Podcast. I appreciate it very much much. I hope that all of you have a fantastic weekend and remember, keep driving.